The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it all began as an idea submission to the Edmonton Project in 2018. You remember that? Um, it gave Edmontonians a chance to submit ideas for something that could become a permanent attraction in the city. You had a chance to vote on those ideas, and hundreds of submissions were whittled down to nine with the Prairie Sky Gondola Project named the winner. A lot of people thought this was just, you know, really pie-in-the-sky thinking, but it is one step closer to reality. The project will be back before a city council committee before the end of the month. The people behind the project and its backers are really optimistic. And Director Jeffrey Hansen Carlson joins us now. Hey, Jeffrey. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm awesome. I love it when people talk about the Edmonton Project because it was the craziest thing ever. But, it, but look what it's created. You know what? It, it was so exciting. It was so exciting to see all of the different ideas, and there were no limits on those ideas. It was, you know, think as big as you wanted or as small as you wanted. And I think there were a, a lot of things in there that we could, we could, and still should be doing or looking at. Oh, I agree completely. I really do. So looking back at this all, are you surprised where we are now that that this project looks like it could become a reality? A part of me is and a part of me isn't because when we started the Edmonton project way back when, we had an absolute intent to follow through with whatever idea won. <laughs> so if you if you look back at our progress and we have the benefit of having made progress, we can point at history and say, well, we actually just did what we said we were going to do. Obviously, we've had some serendipitous moments along the way that helped us along but it's been a it's been a heck of a fun ride okay so for folks who maybe are not sure maybe they're new to Edmonton they don't know about the gondola project they don't know about what it looks like what the proposal is can you refresh our memory we are going to build a gondola over the river valley that connects (laughs) downtown with west Rossdale by way of the power plant with uh, uh, with white ave uh, it's going to provide a really unique and uh, and important utility to urban commuters. It's going to activate the River Valley and, and the, the city's development objectives in and around West Rossdale. And it's going to create a, an experiential tourism asset right in our core. So Those are significant things. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with you on that one. What was the price tag on this? For the gondola and the stations, all the moving parts, all the equipment, uh, about $120 million. $120 million. And then to continue operating on a yearly basis, what would that be? Our, at this point in time, our estimated operating costs are $8.5 million. We'll have about 40 employees at any given point in time showing up to work. Okay. So you completed phase one of the feasibility study. I know that you shared the information with investors last night. You talked uh, with some city, uh, city hall reporters uh, as well. What do your numbers look like? What, does that, what did that feasibility show about the number of, of projected users, that sort of thing? So the, uh, the feasibility work was focused on demonstrating to the city that it is technically feasible as a piece of infrastructure and that it is economically feasible. The objective being demonstrating that it's economically feasible in a way that private industry will pick it up, make it happen, and sustain it over the long term. 
And so the outcome technically was, yes, this, this makes a, a lot of sense as a piece of infrastructure over the River Valley. And economically, I would say it exceeded our expectations as far as uh, returns and stabilization on, on, on cash flow and things like that. So I can say right now, we estimate in our first year of operations to have 637,000 customers in our mm-hmm. first year for a total of uh, 3.06 million trips. And, and, who and we worked really hard for 18 months and we hired a lot of really smart people for 18 months to... To, to get valid data to support these projections. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what were the checks and balances that were put in place to ensure the, re- or the reliability of this study? We hired third-party consultants that are experts. Uh, we worked very closely with all sorts of government agencies and, and, and um, you know, like ETS would be an example, Tourism Edmonton, the province of Alberta, there's a lot of different places you ha- you can go to get data. Um, it's a publicly available, and then we hired people that are specialists and 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 you know distilling it into a place where we can then build out our financial model. So you were talking about um, the 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 users, the 637,000 users taking in more than three million trips uh, in in year one. Who do you anticipate those users to be, Jeffrey? Right now, we're estimating one-third will be urban commuters. One-third will be people, Edmontonians or visiting friends and relatives that just love the River Valley and they want to go experience it in a new way. They're going to go down to the power plant and have lunch. Uh, And then another third would be uh, tourists, true tourists, international tourists that traditionally spend one night in Edmonton on their way to Jasper, we're going to try to convince them to spend two nights here. So, Jeffrey, I know you keep bringing up Rossdale, and I know there's a lot of folks that want to see that Rossdale area redeveloped, and and it really should be. It's just there's there's such a great opportunity there. There's going to be a huge cost that goes along with that. I think there was some excitement that was sparked or reignited maybe last year when that big conference was in town and that event uh, was held there, and, and, and we saw the inside of it, and we got a feel for it. And, and and how cool that was, but the fact of the matter is, at this point, Rossdale isn't. There, there, are, there. Are the the plans for Rossdale aren't there. Um, the the money isn't necessarily well, isn't there either. So, you know, if it's such a big part of this plan, how how does that play in there when that piece of the puzzle isn't confirmed yet? I think when you look at any other city that has had a challenging development opportunity like West Rossdale, it always takes somebody from the outside coming in with this trailblazing idea that catalyzes it. Mm. And, and that's what I feel this, this gondola is. Because if you look at all the plans the city has for the Touch the Water Promenade, mm-hmm. the River Crossing Vision, all these things, it's great. I love it all. I want to see it all happen. But, but the fundamental challenge of Rossdale has been connectivity. Yeah. How can you achieve... The, the volume of people that these that would warrant that kind of investment by if, if your assumption is they're just going to drive down there yeah if you need that volume of people the entire area is just going to be a parking lot and then you know what what's the point so along comes this gondola that has the capacity to get uh, 3600 people an hour to the power plant the game changes. I don't think anybody really knows what the highest and best use of the power plant is right now because if they did, it wouldn't have been sitting vacant for 30 years. <laughs> so our approach to West Rossdale generally, the, the power plant being sort of the centerpiece, is let's just focus on getting people there. 
and, but, and then the yeah. commercial opportunity of the power plant and, and spurring the development down there will will happen. You have to believe it will happen. Well, you know what? Um, you're, the, the strength of your belief is is admirable because I think right now we well, I mean the, the money the money factor is such a huge thing. We know that it's been cut. You know, budgets are being cut back everywhere. Public money, uh, government money is not necessarily going to be a part of that, and it's going to have to be private investors and 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 that's a great opportunity and and it really has forced a different kind of conversation between the city and a private proponent like us you know our our values align we believe in each other's plans but how do we get there how do we create this public benefit in new and different ways jeffrey hansen it's not just always a matter of increasing taxes and taking on more debt. <laughs> Jeffrey Hansen Carlson with Prairie Sky Gondola joining me this afternoon. Now you have said um, uh, yesterday just uh, for this gondola project no public money would be needed and I think there's a lot of people who think hey that's a great idea if you want to put in that gondola I'm all for it as long as I don't have to pay for it. You are confident that no public money would be needed. And I have been confident for 18 months now. I can't. I don't know how many times I've said that publicly. Uh, it's just that I, I think I need to do more, uh, more, more community engagement to get <laughs> I, that message out. I think we absolutely don't want uh, public money, but at the same time, we need a healthy, long-term working relationship with the city. If 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 the mission is to really create a public benefit here. So uh, never need any public money, Jeffrey? I mean, there's private investors who would, you know, foot the bill for the construction, for the ongoing operating costs? Yeah, we have a 30-year financial model built out. We have some of the most sophisticated investors participating, not just in Edmonton, but across the country. And we we have a set of revenue projections that exceeded our expectations from a cash flow basis this business stabilizes in its first two years wow that is unheard of and so we're you know we're we're very confident we have something here that will demonstrate to the our our elected officials that that risk although it's very valid they brought it up and they challenged us to come back and and show them that it, it it's maybe not warranted it, we're, we're really we're really proud of the work we've done in this feasibility stage. I, I suspect that you're not willing to give up the names of the of the investors, the the financial backers at, at this point. But can can you give us maybe a, a little bit of background where they're from, uh, why they're interested? We absolutely can't share who. Uh, obviously, it's a private company. Yeah. But if somebody is a shareholder and they wish to share, they are. They're more than welcome to. Uh, it's a diverse group from people that were at the founding table to um, you know, to you know, infrastructure funds. Huh. And, and from across the country, you said? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that working relationship with, uh, with uh, the city, what does, what does that look like? I mean, it, it looks so far that things are going along fairly well. What do you need from the city moving forward? We, we, we need an understanding with uh, administration. We need a framework. And that's really all we're asking for on, at the Urban Planning Committee on the 28th, is for the Urban Planning Committee to allow us to formally negotiate a framework with the city that gives us 
a series of very predictable milestones over the next six months so that we can negotiate what this all looks like because mm -hmm. there's no there's no urban gondola policy sitting at city hall <laughs> yeah and, and maybe there will be once we're done with this one but there has to be a, a process that demonstrates uh, progress mm -hmm. because the reality is we have a lot of people from outside of Edmonton that are coming in in big way to invest in Edmonton to 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 sort of help us build this thing and create this experience and and it's not okay for us just to waffle through City Hall without some structure and without some timelines and so that's really what we're asking for on the 28th is for the Urban Planning Committee to let us negotiate that framework with administration. And I think that's going to be a very straightforward and seamless process. You have said uh, you were quoted um, as saying that uh, getting the Edmonton story into other cities for investors to ponder has worked, and it sounds like like it has. The Edmonton story, if, if the Gondola Project uh, is a part of that Edmonton story, I don't know, Chapter 12, um, what, does, <laughs> what, does the, what, does the, what does the end of that chapter look like? What does the end of I don't want to say the end of, but what does that story look like um, a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now? You know, it's interesting. I, I only became a gondola nerd after <laughs> the gondola won the Edmonton project. I yeah. was forced into the gondola business. And it's been so cool because we're not the only city in North America looking at urban gondolas. This is a rapidly growing segment. This, this is becoming mainstream infrastructure. Burnaby, Edmonton, Toronto, Halifax, San Diego, Mexico City, the list goes on. So this, as much as it's new and it's a bit different, it's not like we're the only city in North America mm -hmm. that's starting to take this seriously. Uh, before I let you go, there's a couple of questions coming in on the text line. Was And one of them has to do with the funicular. Would there be any way to tie this in with the funicular? Yes. So the city, and this is a this is a project we're not a part of. We're definitely very in favor of it. The city has a plan to build a pedestrian bridge over 100 Ave, connecting the funicular to McDonald Drive on the other side, exactly where our station would be. We've had conversations with the planners responsible for that, just to ensure our station on the north side of the river provides, you know, really great pedestrian connectivity between both. So the answer is yes, but okay. that project lives inside of City Hall. Okay, before I let you go, people are saying, okay, you know what, uh, I love the fact that no no public money is going to, or, you know, no taxpayer money is going to be used for this, but everyone wants to know what the, what the projected cost of using it would be. It depends on who's using it and when. Uh, it, that's a pretty complicated answer, and I, it's, I can't say it's going to be $8 or $4 because... The, the urban commuter is going to be able to buy a pass and they're going to pay, let's say, $6 a trip or, or, okay. or, or whatever the price point is. But then the tourists that are only ever going to come to Edmonton once in their life, we're going to give them a bigger experience, but we're going to charge them more. Okay. And uh, so it's not like a bus or a train where it's two bucks a trip okay. or whatever. Because I'm just curious, yeah. if, if you've said that, that the, the, the money, the investment, the, the money would be, you know, come back, the stabilization in two years, I'm guessing that you've come up with at least some price points to work with. Yeah, we have established what we're referring to as an effective ticket price, which is the average that everybody has to pay. But nobody's actually going to pay the average. What would the, the average the urban be? Commuter, 
Uh, we can't share that okay. for commercial <laughs> okay. reasons. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey, I always love having this conversation with you, and I love finding yeah, out more anytime. about it. And uh, you know what? Uh, I look forward. Um, uh, here's one other thing for you. If things just go move sure. along tickety-boo, when, when could we see this project start? When would it be ideal? I would say about two and a half years it would okay. take us to, to, to be in the ground. Okay. Interesting. Jeffrey, thank you for this. Love talking to you. And uh, Anytime. Yeah, take it easy, okay? Have a great afternoon, everybody. Yeah, you too. That's Jeffrey Hansen Carlson. What do you think about this gondola project? I know a lot of you are like, oh, like I said off the top, big pie in the sky. Come on, what are you talking about? But it's interesting when you listen to Jeffrey saying, you know what? It's not the only city in uh, in uh, in the world to have this. It's uh, they're, they're becoming more common. None of, your, none of your money, none of your taxpayers' dollars. This is investors.